Okay, so this is our beautiful panel of wonderful ladies whom I love, two of which I just met tonight, but I already love them. Um, so why don't we just go down the line and introduce yourselves with your name and um, what you're doing here at retreat. And, what are you doing here? And um, how long you've been at Salem Alliance? Sounds good. So you guys have met me. I'm Jennifer Roth. Um, I'm here because I have to be. No. I love women's retreat, and I've been at Salem Alliance since December of 1986, so I think that's a lot of years. 29? That's older than me. Am I doing my math? Thank you, Sarah. You're welcome. (laughs) Don't let her talk about you, Darcy. (laughs) My name is Darcy Boudreaux, and um, I have been... Salem Alliance since 1989, which is 26 years. Well done. And what are you doing here? Oh, (laughs) um, I was asked to um, help lead a workshop. So looking forward to meeting some of you in the fall workshop. Hi, I'm Allie, the roommate. The roommate. The roommate. Um, Hashtag the third roommate is a dog. Yeah, that we have we own that hashtag on Twitter. Yeah, Instagram. if you if you search hashtag third roommate as a dog, you will find a bunch of pictures of Mercedes and Allie and I. <laughs> True story. Um, um, your name? How what? How long you've been at Salem Lions and what you're doing here? Um, I am leading the summer workshop this year and helping with some other retreat team stuff. And I've been at Salem Alliance for six years since I moved to Salem. My name is Kristen Dixon, and I first came to Salem Alliance the summer of 1983. So how long? Well, that's before me, too. I was born in 87, so (laughs) you just, like, yeah. So summer of 83, and that's where I met my soon-to-be husband. Um, And then we returned to Salem Alliance as young marrieds in 1986. Still before me, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So that's how long I've been here. Oh, I'm co-leading the fall workshop with Darcy. Um, my name is Kara Brown, and what else are we supposed to say? What am I doing here? And how long have you been at Salem Alliance? Oh, yeah. Okay, so I've been here um, at Salem. It'll, seven years, right? How old is Caleb? Eight. Almost eight years. Good job. <laughs> You're welcome. She's such a great friend. She's so smart. Um, and, oh, I get to speak on spring. Spring is a really happy time of year. Okay, so I've been at Salem Alliance 39 years, Sarah, way before you were conceived, maybe before your parents were born. I mean, (laughs) no, no. anyway, they they just, they weren't together yet, but they were alive. A long time ago, yeah, okay, so anyway, um, and I'm the Sunday morning speaker. I'm Laura Goodenough, and I've been at Salem Alliance since maybe 12 years. I think you're older than that. I am. I am Barely. older than that. <laughs> um, and I am um, doing the Saturday evening session in here. Great. Okay. Um, so I'm just going to spend some time asking them different questions about what season they're in, um, just seasons in general. Um, some questions, I'm going to, I have different questions for different people. So just kind of lay out how that, that will look. Um, so my first question is for Kara and Kristen. Um, and it's, if you could go back and relive one day, what would it be? 
my wedding. Uh, and, and, my why. wedding day. and why? And why? Yeah. And why? Because it was really fun. <laughs> Good answer. My wedding night. Because <laughs> it was really fun. <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> Keep going. Um, okay. Um, uh, this next one, as we move on, is for Laura, Jennifer, and Darcy. If you could live one day as someone else, who would it be and why? I think when you answer this type of question in this type of setting, you're supposed to answer like and say something like the Pope or something, but that sounds really boring. Um, I would choose to be, um, you know the show, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives? I want to be that guy, Guy Fieri, and I want to live a day eating at those places. <laughs> Okay. I've eaten at one of those places, so it wasn't very good. It wasn't very good. And, you know, I'm kind of sad because I was thinking of something kind of, you know, deep and spiritual and everything. But I'm really sort of kind of thinking I just want to live a life of carrots. Because I think she seems like she's having a great time. That's good. That's good. No, I don't. I'm good. I think I'd like to be Kara too, but I will give a different answer than Darcy. Uh, you know, my first thought was I'd actually love to live a day in each of my kids so that I could understand the way they think and maybe figure out how to relate to them a little bit more, maybe, because I don't feel very smart a lot of the time. Yeah, I think my mom would probably share that answer too. <laughs> not the not feeling smart people. The... the um, the not understanding the you not piece. not understanding me yes. piece. Living a day as you so she could understand you better. I knew what you meant, okay, Sarah. Thanks. I knew. Okay, this next question is for Allie and Barb. Barbara, if you could live one year in a different country, where would it be and what would you do there? Well, I haven't been to very many other countries, so I would probably say Ireland because I have been there and I loved it. And I would... Just spend my time touring <laughs> everywhere, trying all the food, all of the other things that Ireland specializes in. <laughs> She's skirting around the issue here. Just throwing um, that out there. Well, I do love the music, too. And the culture. The music. And the adult beverages. <laughs> well, I would be next door, because I would be in England. Um, and I would be in England because one of my sons has lived in England for 21 years. And so I have a son and a daughter-in-law and two grandchildren in England, in Cambridge, England. And I would love to spend a year there. They even, when they built their house, they're one of these couples that keep flipping houses till you get one the size that you eventually want. You can kill yourself getting there, but eventually you <laughs> have worked so hard that you've got that, that house that's a little bit bigger. So they have a... A, an extra bedroom they call grandma's room. So see, isn't that sweet? I know, I know. Thank you, Kara. Um, so for a year, my grandchildren there are 16 and 13, Maisie and Seth. 
and I'm actually going to be there for Christmas with them. So first time ever I'm going to England for Christmas, 21 years they've been married. Um, so I would, my son and his wife um, started a Christian school in Cambridge, and uh, I would work at their school for a year. Good. I hear there that instead of Merry Christmas, you say Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas for sure. Yeah. And there isn't much Santa Claus comparatively. Yeah. Well, that's not that they're spiritual there. I mean, my kids are. Right. I don't mean my kids. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm a huge Christmas Santa Claus, Jesus, baby Jesus fan. I just feel like I have to add that in because, of course, I'm a baby Jesus fan, but I also absolutely love Santa Claus. So that's where the Santa Claus conversation came from. Um, Okay, so this question is for everyone. We'll just start here and move on down. Tell us what season you're currently in and what you love about it and something that's difficult about it. So three three pieces. Okay. So my current season of life is that I am 43. I've been married for 17 years to my farmer, Jeff. We live out between Salem and Silverton. Our children are 14, 12, and 9, so that's a freshman at Silverton High School, my son Josiah, a 7th grader, Titus, and Abigail's a 4th grader, and they both attend a little school called Pratham, which is in the Silver Falls Public School District, and it's a kindergarten through 8th grade with um, like 80 kids. It's a three-room schoolhouse. It's the, the best thing ever. We love it. So I'm 20 hours a week at the church, and I'm mostly mom, and I just feel like I juggle a lot in this season. Um, One of the things I love about this season is I love my family. We are in such a sweet season. I love how independent my kids are, and yet how much they still love being with us. I love the time that my husband and I get together, and the 17 years being just yesterday we got married, and yet we have a lot of history. um, And... We just are in a really sweet space, so I love that. I love that my kids are leaning into Jesus, and I enjoy doing that with them. We have a good time. The thing that's difficult for me right now is that I don't feel like I can keep my brain. I just, I I just like, I I ran into Kara yesterday, and, and she was like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine, but the reality is my brain just can't hold all the details I'm supposed to hold between my job and my kids and their schedules and who's picking up whom. And you would think it would be as easy as you take Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'll take Tuesday, Thursday, but it's not because there's just all these variables. So every day is this mix of where am I supposed to be? Who am I supposed to be picking up? Who am I meeting with? Who did I just miss a meeting with? Um, Who did I forget to pick up from school? Which doctor's appointment do we have? So it's just really hard to keep my brain having, staying in, in track Keeping, every, keeping track of everything. See what I mean? My brain is not working at this season of life. <laughs> you remember, don't you, Darcy? Yeah. I'd like to say that my brain's working better, but I'm really not sure Shoot! <laughs> um, uh, it's different, though. Um, you know, I, I guess I would like to say, you know, if we can go kind of Maslow, psychiatric... Hierarchy? Yeah, thing... Probably more self-fulfillment. I'm supposed to be an empty nester, I think. But my children have, my one son hasn't quite figured that out. He's 26. <laughs> no, <laughs> he, um, he has figured that out. He's, he just moved home for a short season, <laughs> we think. And, um, and it's, it's good, but 
my need at home is kind of not as busy um, and nobody really cares if I'm there to take them places because they don't need me. And um, my husband's really self-sufficient. He, he can make a salad and fry an egg and, you know, he can make dinner if I'm late. And it's kind of about me and um, my career. And the thing that's really exciting about that, Barbara, did you lead on spiritual gifts at retreat one year? I did. Yeah. I have no idea how long ago that was. But God had placed on my heart way back then that someday I was, my gifting and what my desire would be that I would work um, in a a ministry like what I get to do now, working with um, pregnant women. And it has taken until this year that I, that God has brought me to that place that he laid on my heart so many years ago at retreat. So it's a time of seeing what God has done and rejoicing in the good times, but also realizing that, you know, there's hard times in every season and, you, you know, God's enough to keep you happy. So, um, so I am 28. I'm single. I work out at Corbin University, and um, I've been there for about six years. That's why I moved to Salem and love Salem. Um, I think one of the challenging things about this season is that it's kind of this weird undefined season. When you have people talk about seasons, a lot of times they talk about marriage and kids and family, and when you're 28 and single, it's like, okay, which group do I fit in? (laughs) And so I think that's just one of the challenges of it. Um, One of the things I love about it is that I can do whatever I want. (laughs) Last weekend, I was at high school retreat at Wynema and did a slip and slide and just about broke my neck, but it was a blast. (laughs) I have a video if you want to see it. It's fantastic. Um, And this weekend, I'm here. And next weekend, I'm going to a costume party. So it's there's a lot of flexibility, and I feel like I can bless a lot of people in that. I said that. <laughs> uh, let's see. I have been married for 31 years, I think. Yeah, 31. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I have two children, Brad and I have two children, adult children, kind of an oxymoron, but they're our children who are adults. <laughs> uh, 23, 25. Um, I would say the season that I feel like I'm in right now is really a lot of, of work, and professional. Um, it's a full place to be in terms of my profession. And because my kids are self-sufficient, and like Darcy, my husband's self-sufficient, he does the cooking at our house, um, I can spend a lot of time at work. And it's a place where I feel like God has called me to be um, as a leader, and it's it's nice to be able to have the time and the opportunity to give for that. Because that wasn't, when, I, when my kids were young, I couldn't do that, uh, nor did I want to. So it's been neat to see God place different desires in my heart, depending on kind of my stage of life and my kids' stage of life. Um, one thing that I'm really liking about this, uh, one of our adult children lives at home with us, and it's interesting to enjoy an adult relationship with her. Um, challenging at times, but also really good. And I'm glad that she's living with us because it gives us an opportunity to speak very carefully and very gently into her life. Um, The difficulty of this season is watching our parents get old. 
older, um, and just and knowing that that it's probably they're going to keep getting older, and seeing those visible signs of aging, and recognizing that uh, that Brad and I want to walk beside them in that. We don't know yet what that looks like, other than being available, um, and knowing that we probably have a few years, if not a decade or so, of that. So. I um, have been married to my hunk of burn in love for 12 years, which is awesome. That's my hashtag, by the way. Please don't use it. Hashtag hunk of burn in love. And you can see lots of pictures of Jeff and hear about it. That would be great. All appropriate. All appropriate. Um, okay, so Jeff and I have been married 12 years, and I knew he was a man of my dreams, and it took him a while to figure it out, but he came around. Um, and we have four children, Caleb, who's eight years old, which is how I can keep track of how long I've lived in Salem. Thank you, Jennifer, thank sure. you. Um, and then Samaria, who is seven. Oh, my goodness. And when we first moved here, she was in my belly. So, like, that's just crazy because she just had her seventh birthday on Wednesday. Um, and then we have twins who are amazing, and I love them. Uh, we adopted them from the Democratic Republic of the Congo. They've been home almost three years now. Oh, my word. Talk about God's redemption. I could talk, like, literally forever about it, so I won't. I'm going to stop right now, but just tell you it's awesome, and if you want to hear about it, I mean, I'll talk to you about it. Um, let's see. What, what, what is it again? Like, our season. So that's, right? Yeah. High-low. High-low. I love high-lows. We do, we do high-lows at dinner every night. Um, okay, so high of this season. Um, should have thought ahead. Uh, I'm just kidding. No, it's really that I feel like the high is that our children now wipe themselves. <laughs> and it is wonderful. Um, there just comes that like some people like cook already. That's great. I'm just excited they can go potty on their own and come right back. And we don't do diapers anymore and they don't have the big diaper bag and all that stuff. Um, and with that comes amazing interactions with them. I love the wonder and the awe and the kinds of questions that they ask and the observations that they make and sometimes the observations that they make. <laughs> or like when they say the exact same thing to me that I just said to them five minutes ago and it's not kind or appropriate. And I'm like, where did you learn? Oh, shoot. So it's great accountability. Having four kids is amazing accountability. That's another high. Uh, the low, I'm tired. I feel like I'm kind of always tired. So that is kind of a low, and yet this kind of stuff, like other people, that energizes me. So I'm not always like this, I promise. This is just energized, really happy, excited to be sitting next to Barbara Fletcher, Kara. <laughs> The next panel I'm on, I'm sitting at that end. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. Um, so, I am 71 years old and maybe the oldest or almost the oldest person here. I won't ask you if you're older than I am. Uh, you probably don't want to stand up. Um, so, Kristen, maybe you'll be taking care of me in the next 10 years. Except I have three great kids that will probably do that. Um, I'm a widow, been a widow for 14 years, 
And so what do I love about this season or like about this season? I like that I can eat cereal for dinner and nobody knows or cares. <laughs> I, that's a real advantage. Um, I like that I can plan trips. If I can afford the plane ticket, I can go see my kids in England or Salt Lake City. Or thank God I have one child. My daughter lives here in Salem with her fabulous family. Um, so I, I love actually the flexibility of my life. Um, and I love, love, love the ministry that I get to do. Um, I love the people I work with, like Sarah. Um, phenomenal. We can laugh a lot. Um, and, you know, something that has surprised me about being a widow is, um, obviously it's not surprising that there are lonely times. That's to be expected. Um, but I didn't think about how you lose natural boundaries in life. Like, I need to get home because my husband will be there. Or I'm not available on the weekend because we're going to do this, that, or the other. And when you don't have natural boundaries and, and you're in ministry, frankly, and you love people on top of that, you can tend to wear yourself out. Because uh, there's not a natural excuse to say, I'm sorry, I'm not available. I need to be home with my family. Uh, I don't even have a dog, you know, so I can't even say that anymore. So, uh, so yeah, so that's some of the good and some of the hard. Um, my season of life is, I well, I am 39. I just turned 39, and I've been married for nine years and I have a um, two-and-a-half-year-old son, so I am currently in that season of um, being a working mom, a professional mom, trying to balance career and, um, and being a mom. So um, navigating those waters, I'm a marriage and family therapist, and I have a private practice, um, so I do that three days a week, and I also teach out at Corbin University. I teach, I'm a counselor educator, so I teach um, counselors, um, who, people who are becoming counselors, um, and I'm a supervisor and do things like that. So I'm in the midst of kind of navigating those waters. I think um, something that I love about this season, and I'm really honestly blown away by it, is how much I absolutely love parenting my uh, son. And I love being a parent um, to him, and I love being a parent with my husband. Um, that has been um, very unexpected, and um, qu quite frankly, like the word really is fun. I absolutely love it. Um, what has been hard is I rarely shave my legs. Um, I did shave. They, they are fresh. They are fresh. That is uncommon. Um, I miss getting massages. I miss getting pedicures. I miss um, basic grooming. Um, I put makeup on like right before we came in here. Um, so I just, I miss that. I miss my, my me time because um, I got a lot of that um, and they're just with a two and a half year old isn't, um, isn't so much of that anymore. So thanks ladies. Um, okay. So the next question is for Allie, Kara and Darcy. What is something you are looking forward to in a future season? Me time. <laughs> like, she's talking about me time. I'm like, oh, that sounds great. What is that again? Um, 
No, seriously, right now, I think um, early, when, when I first moved to Salem, uh, we lived above Jen, Jennifer and Jeff in an apartment. And so she kind of saw me at my raw worst ever. And um, like ever, it was pretty sad. I'm surprised she's still my friend, actually. <laughs> like and it was a lot of free therapy that I got. Um, but anyways, all that to say, one of the things that she said was um, to stop kind of wishing for the next season and um, to be fully present in where you're at and like see... See God's goodness in it. Um, while anticipating for the future, great, and um, but really trying to embrace uh, where I am. And so, what was the question again? <laughs> what are you looking forward to in a future? Yeah, yeah. Season? So um, when I, I'm I'm trying so hard to like find those silver linings here and now to like actually take a minute to look ahead. Um, I love my husband so much. Uh, oh, he's just so fun, and he makes me laugh, and he's amazing. And sharing him with our four children is the biggest blessing, and sometimes I just want him to myself. So the idea that we will get to, like, just hang out and have lots of conversations, like where we start a conversation and we end a conversation, um, like, with no interruptions, I don't know, that'd be awesome. So I'm looking forward to that. More time with my hunk of burning love. I think for me, it's um, just seeing what God's going to do with the unknown because it feels very unknown right now. And so it's kind of hard to see, okay, where's this going? (laughs) And so, yeah, I think that's my looking forward to a future season is just being able to look back and say, oh, there. I confess, I'm a slow learner, and um, there are topics and things that I've heard for so long about, you know, loving who you are and where you are and where in life. It's actually just starting (laughs) to sink through the layers in some situations, and um, so just having that personal growth where um, that... God has made me the way I am, and it doesn't work for everyone, but it works for me, and, and not everybody has to like it, but I need to embrace it and not look at how other people look at it. That's what I'm looking for in the next season, because I'm just now really starting to understand me a little bit more and realize, you know what, I'm okay with that. So it's a, it's a good time, um, and... I'm looking forward, I I had about six months where I was kind of trying to figure out what next, Lord, and I got to go to lunch and coffee and go over to my friend's house and just talk, and it was awesome. (laughs) So I'm looking forward to when I can do that again, Um, but I'm really enjoying where I am right now. Great, thank you. Okay, so for Laura, Jennifer, Kristen, and Barbara, what is something you are grieving about a past season? Yeah, Barbara, you, you take this Who one. Who has to start this? <laughs> oh, this is hard. I've struggled with what to say. Um, really struggled, actually. Prayed and prayed about it. Um, I want to tell you something about my husband. Um, my husband was an extraordinary man. Brilliant attorney. Um, very One of the kindest people you would ever meet in your life. 
a super gentle soul, uh, a devoted father, extraordinary baseball coach, um, generous, exceedingly generous. I couldn't even say how many people, because I never knew it was confidential, received free legal services from him, but a lot. Um, and uh, so I, I say that because um, it's important to me this weekend that with things that I'll share now and things that I'll share Sunday, that you don't think the hard things I say are the full measure of the man. Um, the very uh, incredibly important to me. I've agonized over it, actually. Um, but here's something that I grieve. At about year 2025 of our marriage, um, things started to not go well. We were still kind to each other. We still loved each other. We still respected each other. But we just grew apart. Um, and Paul was an extreme introvert married to an extrovert. Uh, not a Kara extrovert. <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. He, he, he couldn't have done it, I don't think. <laughs> Nothing about you, but about him. Um, so he was married to a quieter extrovert. And uh, so as Paul's introverted self, the older he got, the more introverted he became. And the more isolated he made himself. And isolated from... Um, conversation with me in terms of deep conversation and uh, unable to talk about what he was really thinking or feeling and so here's my grief that I didn't get marriage counseling um, it was in an era where frankly there were hardly any counselors in Salem Oregon and certainly hardly any women counselors and even fewer Christian counselors anyone I knew who was getting counseling was going to Portland um, and I didn't get counseling for two reasons. One, Paul was intensely private. He would have been horrified. Um, secondly, I was too proud. Um, I was too proud to go, even just for myself, to get perspective, either am I crazy or what can I do to help make this marriage better um, for the years that God gives us. And I don't want you to think it was a horrible marriage. It wasn't. It was just um, at that stage there was an emptiness to it that was sad. And I, I, so I grieve that I was too proud um, to do whatever it took to get help. I forget who else is uh, on this one. Kristen, Jennifer, and Laura. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead down there. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, this is a really hard question. Um, I'm, I'm a person for whom tears do not come easily. So I literally had to think, when have I cried a lot? Um, and outside of the death of my father, when I cried a lot, um, it was when our kids were leaving. Um, our son was heading to Montana to YWAM for a period of time there, and our daughter was headed overseas. And we, I, I knew that this was kind of the end of that season of parenting. They were grown and launched. Now, we've, we have 
hesitated to call ourselves empty nesters because our kids seem to launch and then they come back home and then they launch and then they come back home. But I didn't know that five years ago, so I spent most of that fall crying, thinking that they, that they, were, they were gone. Um, and then they came back. <laughs> and that's been okay. Um, but it was grieving a season that that, that season of parenting had ended. Um, and I loved it. Um, and so accepting this new season of parenting, um, these kids who will always be my kids, whether they're in their 20s or their 50s. I gave Darcy permission, even though her name wasn't on the list. Kristen and I rode over together, and she was saying, oh, this is such a hard question. I'm like, that's not a hard question. My question's hard. <laughs> um, this one was easy for me, and so I don't know why, but I wanted to share it with you. Um, from about 1994 to 1999, I was in a pretty, um, I was in a very deep depression. And that was a very formative time in my son's life. He um, was born in 1989, so he uh, was only four when, um, not even four when I started into my depression. And um, it was really tough. And so when I think back of how um, I wasn't there mentally, um, emotionally, I, I spent a lot of time just in bed and a lot of time looking out the window and a lot of time just waiting till my husband got home so I could take a three-hour bath because I needed time alone because I'd had time alone all day, but it wasn't enough. Um, I grieve those years. Um, those were years that my son learned to get my attention by annoying me and I pushed him away and that's really a hard time. I've had lots of tears over the way that um, I parented my son during that time. My daughter um, learned to, you know, make toast and put on the DVD or actually the VHS tape for him during that time. <laughs> and, you know, to get out the Play-Doh and make sure that he stayed in the house when mom was on the couch for those couple hours until dad got home. So looking back, that's a really rough time. And for any of you that are walking through hard times like that and having little ones or not having little ones and just waiting to, you know, for the day to get a little brighter, um, you know, I, I've been there and it's hard years. But I, I really grieve those years and the impact it had on my son. Thanks, Darcy. Laura, you or me? Go ahead. Okay. I would say similar to you, Darcy, I think the years that first come to mind is that um, when my kids were little, I was still in the throes of my perfectionism and thinking that it was really important for me to always do the right thing. And my, my motive behind that was, was good. My motive was I, I wanted to be a good Christian woman. Woman, I wanted to do what God wanted me to do, but my, my path towards it wasn't trusting God to help me live that way. It was trying really hard to do everything right myself. And I still get stuck in that pattern. And I'm many years that I would say I'm a recovering perfectionist. Um, but in those youngest years for my kids, um, yeah, I really grieve how I parented at the beginning. I feel like some of, um, 
some of my oldest perfectionism and his own hardness on himself and his own sense of shame comes from my own sense of shame. And it's real hard to reconcile that we're broken human beings, that I'm a broken human being, but my brokenness just impacted somebody else. And to not blame myself for that and to not get stuck in guilt over that and just pray and entrust him and them to God as well. Um, Similarly, when Abigail was little, it, it was a little bit different because I was further on my journey of recovering from perfectionism. Um, but with her, she was my third, and she had so many health issues that I was just exhausted. So there were nights when she would cry, and I'm sure she needed mom, but I had nothing to give. Um, and so I look back now, and I, I just wonder what her little soul did in, that, in those moments when maybe she even felt abandoned or neglected, and I was there, and I loved her, but I just had nothing to give because I was so tired um, and I, you know, I've had good conversations with friends who've said, Jennifer, could you have done it any different? And I'll look back and go, no, I didn't have anything else to give. Um, but I grieve what that means for them and the therapy I'm going to have to pay Laura for them someday. Um, <laughs> I have my own therapist. It's not Laura. <laughs> um, yeah. I grieve that my brokenness um, plays into my kids' brokenness, and I know that that's all of us, but that is, that is something that I grieve, and I trust God to redeem, and yet they're going to have to work through it. So, Thanks. Okay, so we're going to cl- finish up with one last question. Um, so very succinctly, although I know it's probably going to be hard, could each of you just share something that you... Um, might share with someone headed into your current season of life. So someone who's not maybe yet there, but is headed your direction, um, something that you might share with them. Sure. So I would say if you're headed towards my season, it's coming faster than you think it is. <clears throat> if you're still in the little kid season, the middle age is coming really fast and just enjoy every minute that you can possibly enjoy. Um, you will not regret any time that you invest in your family. I remember being bone tired all the time and not knowing where and when and what my next hour looked like and what all I was forgetting and running into one of uh, the church ladies at the grocery store. And I had all the kid food in my cart and she had um, a very nice adult beverage. And flowers and chocolates and steak and I thought really (laughs) who lives like that it's coming and (laughs) it it looks good sometimes just to buy flowers that you didn't try to raise (laughs) um I would say surround yourself with good people um because they make all the difference. I think I, there's a question that we didn't get time to answer. I'm going to talk about it anyway. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> because I have the microphone. No, sorry. Um, one of the questions was, what's the season that makes you the most uncomfortable? And I was going to say this one, because it's so unknown. And I think that I have a tendency to get so busy so that I don't have to deal with the uncomfortable. So I would say surround yourself with good people and take time to address the uncomfortable. I've had really great models in my life who have modeled um, anticipating and looking forward to what God has 
regardless of the season. And so I guess that would be what I am looking forward to in my next season and, and advice for anyone in, in my middle age or my mature. Because <laughs> if, you, if you're, you're whatever you feel age, most comfortable <laughs> with. I know, Kristen, we're all getting older, though, because I am middle-aged. I don't feel it, but I am. <laughs> I'm still middle. Okay. Um, yeah, there are things to look forward to, and I don't know what your things will be, um, but there will be something there that will be really good. Um, the children will eventually wipe themselves. <laughs> the time is coming. I promise you, I never thought it would happen. My first two children are 15 months apart, and when we brought the twins home, they were four and five, so we had four kids, five and under. And I don't know if there's anybody else who's done that whole four kids, five and under thing. It's insane. And it's amazing. And as I dropped the twins off at preschool, I was like high-fiving myself on the way out. Because they started this fall. So on Tuesday and Thursday mornings from like 8.45 to 11.45, it's amazing. Because the laundry's done and I can, like, I, I don't do the resting, pampering me thing yet, but I think I'm getting there. So far, I'm just trying to catch up from, like, the last eight years. But the time's coming. What happened, though, it quickly turned on me because I, dro- I dropped Belle and Ollie off, and I had such peace with their teacher and their class and everything. Like, I felt great about it. And I got in the car, and I looked in the rearview mirror. And I just started weeping. Like, I was fine saying goodbye to them, but I was just like, oh, my word, there's nobody in my car right now. Like, <laughs> like oh, God, what do I do? <laughs> and then I pull up to pick them up that, that, you know, a couple hours later, I come back and I pull up and I see this mom. And it, the twins are at Gilbert House Preschool. And I pull up and I see a mom through the fence and she's got an infant in the little front pack, the ergo. And she's got two that she's chasing. And I just am watching her, and I, I'm, again, I'm like, oh, my gosh, they're so grown up. And yet, like, that stage is so hard. It is so draining. It's so exhausting to your core to constantly pour yourself out. And the weight of the eternal impact that your responses have, and that when you're tired and cranky, and somebody comes downstairs and says, my tummy hurts, and your response is, going to sleep will help you feel better. (laughs) (laughs) They're never coming downstairs again. Never. Um, And then you feel like a horrible mom for the next three days. Uh, It's coming. It is coming. And so, um, to remind yourself in those moments when you can choose love, choose love. Could you high five yourself? I've never done it like that. Oh, is that what? It's good. And if you're really excited, I hit. Wow. (laughs) Perfect. I'll practice by myself at home. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, let's see, my season, um, what you should look forward to. Well, gosh, I hope you're not becoming widows, obviously, as I don't want you to look forward to that. Um, but I will say, after you get through the first three years, there you can survive. <laughs> um, and uh, after that, each year gets better. And here's the thing. You get to choose whatever color you want for your walls. You don't have to ask anybody. <laughs> I'm, I'm reaching for adv- advantages, but there are a few. 
um, like that. And you can do whatever you want, and nobody cares. Well, your kids care, you know. So, um, But honestly, for, for a while, I thought, well, God, you're going to give me another husband. Um, and that's going to be the way through this. I won't really be a widow all this long. And God made it <clears throat> very clear to me <clears throat> within the first two years, I'm not going to give you another husband. Um, and I don't even want you to have another husband. Um, I want you to serve me um, and give your life to that. And that was very clear to me, very clear to me. Um, so for you, if, if you are widowed or if you're single and, and you have a later life alone, um, God will give you good things too. I'm, I'm just dumbfounded by the good things he's given me uh, with uh, nine grandchildren scattered around the world and getting to go see them last summer, uh, or a year ago last summer. Uh, my oldest granddaughter is Nepali, and so I even got to fly to Nepal with my son and his family to take her back for the first time to see where she was born and uh, meet her brother, who I consider now my ninth grandchild, and we email every single week, and he's a phenomenal young man. So who would have thought, you know? God has gorgeous surprises for us um, in every season, but I'm dumbfounded by the number in this season. Um, gosh, uh, advice as if you were to be entering into my season, I would say in, as you enter into whatever your next season is, um, do not uh, expect that that season will solve all of your problems. Um, in fact, that season will probably create problems or highlight problems you thought you were over or you didn't even know you had. Um, so let's just be honest as we move um, through our seasons about um, what's going on for us. And I think one of the questions that we didn't get to answer was um, asked for me was, during what season did you have the most expectations? And uh, for me, I had the most expectations um, in getting married. I thought that um, being married would miraculously um, address all of my issues around insecurity. I thought that I would automatically feel beautiful and desired and wanted and worthy just because I had a ring on it, you know? Um, and I didn't. And in fact, it increased um, insecurity and highlighted um, areas um, because our we had so many just natural differences. Um, and so working through that season, um, and you heard me speak maybe last year around how much work we did um, when we were um, newly married and into the first um, couple years of our marriage, actually I'd say the first five years of our marriage, um, how much we just struggled to, um, not struggled to stay married, we struggled um, to unite and to unify and to become partners. And that um, required me getting real about my stuff, him getting real about his stuff, us working um, committed um, and passionately towards that. And that was worth every single penny we paid, every single fight that we had. Um, so being ready to um, do the work, it totally pays off. Thank you, ladies. Will you join me in thanking them for sharing?